Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we are doing Under Wraps, the classic Disney Channel mummy movie from 1997. Yes, this we talked about it last week. This is technically Disney considers this to be their first decom. Have you seen this movie before? Yes. We finally got to the first decom, though. <laughs> I, I haven't yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had already seen this before. I've never um, I seen actually this. talked about this um, somewhere in this, but. I think that one year Disney did, like, a Halloween during the summer or something, because I distinctly remember watching this over the summer, like, in my brother's room in the basement, because it was, like, so hot. I mean, they could have just been playing a decom, but I feel like there were other, like, Halloween-y decoms that I feel were like also they going don't, on. they wouldn't play this if it wasn't, like, Halloween-themed. Yeah, so I don't Like, know. they don't play their Halloween movies just willy-nilly. <laughs> I mean, Halloween Town, but that's because Halloween Town. Um... So I don't know if that was true. I was going to do research. I forgot to do that. But yeah, I had seen this before. Um, I've never seen this, but I do remember commercials for it um, during Spooktober, I think is what they called it. <laughs> this came out October 25th, 1997. So it was right around Halloween. They were gearing up. Spooky times. So this movie, um, I could only find two people who were like vaguely recognizable. So the little kid who plays Gilbert, his name is Adam Wiley. And I looked at him, or I looked at his IMDb page, and I was like, oh, he looks familiar. I don't know if you remember this, but he's the kid in Gilmore Girls at Chilton who left Chilton to go to, to be on Broadway for, like, a season. And they all, like, mentioned it. They're like, oh, yeah, Brad's on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I looked him up, and I saw he was on Gilmore Girls, and I tried to figure out who he was because he looked really familiar to me. And Like, if you saw the picture like, no, I of found, him. Yeah. I found the picture of him, and I was like, okay, I kind of remember him, but I didn't remember anything about his character. Yeah, there's really nothing about his character. He was just, like, an annoying kid in class. I think he, like, might have been um, battling Rory for valedictorian or whatever, but, of course, he can't beat Rory for valedictorian. Of course not. Um, and then also, okay, so the same guy who played the mummy also played Ted. I'll get to that later. <laughs> I'm going to deep dive into that. But I immediately recognized him as Marshall's dad from How I Met Your Mother. Um... And I did not know, because I looked at, oh, that is IMDb, IMDb page, is that he's also the voice of Patrick from Spongebob. <laughs> and this is why I was um, looking up videos, because, like, once I, like, made that connection in the movie, it's all I could hear with the mummy. Okay, so, like, ugh, hold on, it's loading. Um... Um, something I want to add is Gilbert from the movie was in Seventh Heaven. So, were they in Seventh <laughs> Heaven? Yes. He played one of Simon's friends who was like, well, not his friend actually. He Simon stuck up for him because he was being bullied, and then the bullies started making fun of Simon because did he, was he like, move in with the Seventh Heavens too? No, he did not. They're not the <laughs> wow. Seventh Heavens, but yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I've seen Seventh Heaven, and Elizabeth has seen episodes that were on TV as she ate dinner. So, uh, yeah, Kelly would watch it in the living room and then I would come home from like work or class or something and watch it with her and just ask a billion questions <laughs> without ever watching the show. I mean, you don't have to watch it to really understand what's going on there. It was so. interesting. Okay, so I want to I want to compare the similarities between the mummy and Patrick Star. Cuz it's all I can do. Okay. So this is the mummy. It's going to take a minute. <laughs> Okay, you hear that? It sounds like Patrick, right? Yeah. Okay, well now I have Patrick, a video of Patrick screaming. It's the same thing. <laughs> and I believe this was before SpongeBob happened. So maybe like Nickelodeon has like, had like, um, like a trademark on his voice. 
And so, like, back whenever he did Disney, he's like, oh, I'm just going to do this voice that I have. And then later he got cast for SpongeBob. And Disney was like, ha! Got their first Nickelodeon. <laughs> well, didn't... I mean, did you look up Amy? Because she looked really familiar to me. Was she... I did. she the voice of a lot of Nickelodeon, or was that somebody else? I don't think so. Oh. I didn't That was see. somebody else then. But Amy was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I've also Yeah, watched. that was the only thing, yeah, like, she, recognizable. I didn't, like, recognize who she was when I saw the name, but she was one of the ones who was, like, going to be another Slayer. If you've seen Buffy, then you might know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, then <laughs> If I'm you've not, seen Buffy. Well, if you haven't, then I'm not spoiling it, in case you want to watch it. <laughs> sometime okay so under wraps opens with the dad from even stevens <laughs> i don't know if you noticed actually, that actually before that under wraps opens with oh yeah the things, credits the credits going and it's um like whatever they use to wrap mummies being rolled across the screen and spiders and, like, and uh, snakes didn't and, they like write with like papyrus or something like yeah, that <laughs> yeah it was not good and we see a little sarcophagus and like spiders all this stuff so Egyptian, they're really Egyptian. set in the scene yeah <laughs> All right, so after the entire credits, that's what back whenever movies did the entire credits in the beginning. Yeah, not great. Um, so, again, we open with the dad from Even Stevens, and he's telling his young son at dinner that he has to sleep in his own bed tonight because he is scared of monsters. His, his sister starts making fun of it because he's scared of a monster in the closet, and the little boy goes, shut up, you cow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Even Stevens' dad gets angry whenever... The mom suggests maybe he sleeps one more night in bed, but he's like, son, monsters aren't real. Sleep in your own bed. Yeah, and the mom is, like, doing the dishes because they're at dinner or whatever, and then the dad goes over. They drop a knife in the garbage disposal while it's running. And while this is happening, there's, like, a camera angle, like, looking in in the window from the outside and, like, growling and, like, mysterious music. So, you know, there's probably a monster outside. Mm -hmm. And so even Steven's dad is trying to get the knife out of the garbage disposal <laughs> like, while it's that, while, He doesn't turn it off. He, no, he's just... And it's sticking face up, so the blade is facing up, and he's, like, trying to get the knife out of the garbage disposal while it's, like, flailing wildly. Yeah, and then the monster chooses this time to, like, break through the window and scare the dad, and everyone's like, ah! And he's like, who's real now? My dad. <laughs> and then right as the monster is literally about to push this dad's head into the garbage disposal knife, I was like... Holy shit, this is a Disney <laughs> Channel movie? <laughs> but then it's revealed that what we're watching is actually a movie that the real characters are watching. Yeah, so it's a movie within the movie. Uh, the whole, you see like a whole movie audience that's like scared and all like jumping at the same time going, whoa, like the, <laughs> the um, like laugh track does. Yeah, and we see these two kids that we focus in on and one of them is very scared, obviously. The other one doesn't really care. The That's main, me and Kelly. Yeah, it's true. The main guy is Marshall, and the scared friend is Gilbert. I am Gilbert. Um, Marshall says, Gilbert, let go of my leg. And then <laughs> Gilbert says, thank you so much for bringing me. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm really throwing up in the lobby. And he leaves the theater because he's scared. So. And he waits outside. Yeah. Um, and then we see a pan down on the marquee. It looks like they were watching Warthead 4. <laughs> My favorite franchise. Um, so, they, as they the movie ends, everyone walks out, and the two boys start walking home, and they're arguing because one likes scary movies, and he's, like, angry that the other one doesn't. Yeah, Marshall's like, I'm gonna stop bringing you to movies because you always leave early. And Gilbert's like, I'm sorry, I'm scared. What do you want me to do? And he's like, you know what a great movie is? The Sound of Music. Yeah. <laughs> he says, he says it's got singing, dancing, Nazis. Well, the Nazis don't sing and dance, which would be really cool, but it's still a great movie. I have that exact quote written, too. Yeah. <laughs> he loves The Sound of Music, so. 
And then he starts talking about how hot Liesel is. <laughs> That's true, he does. Um, and then they get onto the topic of Halloween, and Gilbert asks what he's going to be for Halloween, and Marshall's like, nothing. He's like, mm, I'm too old for Halloween. He's too cool Bitch, for Halloween. listen, any teenager out there who's like, I'm too old for Halloween. No, you're not. Hold on to that for as long as you can. I just don't understand why you don't want to dress up for Halloween. Like, it's so fun. Also, you get free candy from strangers. Yeah, okay, so then Gilbert goes on to that, and he's like, it's kind of degrading asking strangers for candy. And I was like, y'all don't even know the half of it, because here, you have to tell jokes to get your candy. Yeah, okay, so, like, where we're from... You don't just, like, get, you don't just say trick-or-treat and get your candy. You have to tell a joke, and if you're like me, the kids don't get candy unless they tell a joke. They can't, I mean, unless they're, like, they can, like, barely talk, but, <laughs> but, yeah, so if a kid comes up and he's just, like, trick-or-treat, I gotta be, like, what's your joke? Or else they won't get candy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, usually they're, like, stupid-ass jokes, but still, you gotta try. Yeah, I don't know why that started, why that's a thing, but it's a thing, and it was very sad for me as a child, because I hate talking, and I hate talking to strangers especially, so they'd be like, where's your joke? And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> um, it was sad for me when I realized that not everywhere does, like, we're the only place that does this. Yeah, that was weird. I you gotta work it. for your candy kits. It's true, so. Child labor. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. We really love it. Uh, so as they're walking, this car just kind of recklessly drives by, and they, um, identify that it's, like, this crazy neighbor man with a creepy house. Yeah, and Gilbert's like, oh, I deliver the papers. He's a paper boy. Call back to <laughs> the paper brigade. But he's like, oh, I deliver the papers, and I haven't, like, collected his money. And Marshall's like, oh, like, when was the last time you collected? And he's like, not in two years. And Marshall's like, Gilbert, what the fuck? You gotta get your money. <laughs> like, I know you're scared, but, like, come on. Get your wages earned. So Marshall's like, okay, well, we're gonna go get it tonight. And Gilbert's yeah. like, right now? And, Gilbert's, and Marshall's like, yeah. Yeah, so they march up to um, the creepy old man's house. He opens the door very ominously. And they start uh, basically asking for money. Like, very politely, though. Um, and then... Um, was the dog in the house? I just had they got chased by a dog. Yeah, the dog was in the house. Like, they asked for the money, and then the owner just, like, brings the dog on a leash, and they, like, look down at it, the dog's like, oh, mean, and he lets go of the dog, like, off the leash, and it starts chasing them. Yeah, then they them. start chasing That's the dog. apparently, like, a, a thing they do in Disney movies a lot. <laughs> I don't think that happens a lot in real life, but... Um, there's been dogs off leashes that I've been chased by, but then my parents are like, you can't outrun a dog, quit running. <laughs> I have not had that experience, so I cannot relate to that. Oh, uh, um, the guy's name is Mr. Kubot, or Kubots. I, I couldn't tell. For the most of my notes, I just have creepy old neighbor. Yeah, it's Mr. Kubots, I guess. Uh, well, that's what we're gonna call him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they run all the way back to Marshall's house, where they're greeted by Marshall's mom and Ted. And you can tell immediately that Marshall does not like Ted. He denies Ted's invite for ice cream and to, like, sit around and talk about the movie. He goes into his room, which is covered by a bunch of scary-ass masks and, like... Yeah, and, like, his room is, like, Spirit Halloween store. Yeah, like, <laughs> if I was, if I was like, five years old, I probably would have cried when I, if I saw that in <laughs> real life. Because I, I used to not go into Party City because the costumes and the decorations used to scare me around Halloween. Right, so he's, like, in his room, whatever, and the mom comes up and she's like you know, I really wish you would give Ted a chance. And she starts talking or whatever. She's like, you know, you, me and your dad have been divorced for a while now. And we're like, oh, mm -hmm. divorced in 1997 in a Disney in movie? In a Disney movie. And she's moving on. She's dating. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's very progressive. Good and Ted's that. just kind of like, you know, it's, it's been, it hasn't, it's been a time. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if I'm really ready for this yet. But his mom's, you know, like, Ted's really nice. 
really just like give him a chance because like you can tell Marshall's just like not not into right. it, not interested. Right. And so she's just asking that he. Gives Ted, him a I feel like it's probably been around for a while now, and Marshall still hasn't really like opened up to him. Yeah, yet. which is like fine. Like deal with how you want right. to deal with the way you want to, but yeah. So, oh, okay, so now we skip to the next day, and uh, Gilbert and Marshall are at lunch, and this girl comes up and sits next to them. I'll tell you the girl's name now. Her name's Amy, but we don't find that out (laughs) until 25 minutes into the movie. She's in, like, all of the scenes with them from here on out, and we don't know her name until, like, Oh, I just thought I didn't pay attention. (laughs) No, they never said her name for four scenes, so she comes up, and she's like, hey, did you guys hear that Mr. Kubots is dead? And they're like, what? We literally were just at his house this weekend. And she's like, oh, yeah, the mailman found him. He's dead. Yeah, she was like, he was on the floor covered in pancake batter. <laughs> but it turns out he was he just had a heart attack while he was making pancakes. Yeah. You can't and, really clean up the pancake batter after you have a heart attack. Yeah, apparently not. And so uh, Amy has the inside scoop because her mom is a realtor and she's selling the house. And she was talking about how, like, oh, the house is being sold and there's all these scary things in it. And so Marshall's ears like perk up and he's like, scary things. And then Gilbert's like, ew, scary. And they're like, um, Gilbert, your mom collects antique dolls and takes them to the movies. (laughs) (laughs) Gilbert's mom is the best character in this movie. We'll get some more on her later. She, uh, (laughs) yeah, we'll get to it. It's, it's great. So, um, Amy continues on saying somebody in their class snuck into the house and he saw a coffin in the basement Mm-hmm. And Marshall's like, I don't believe that. I want to see it. And they're like, okay, let's go sneak in tonight. We're going to go look at this coffin. That sounds like a good idea. And Gilbert's like, I don't want to. And they're like, come with us. And he's like, okay. So then cut to later that night, uh, Amy and Marshall show up at Gilbert's doorstep. And they're like, okay, like, you ready to run and come? And Gilbert's like, uh, no, uh, my mom said no. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and then they like call out to his mom. And, they're like, and Gilbert's like, wait. You have to call her Esmeralda. She's role play, <laughs> And they're yeah. just like, can Gilbert come play? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> well, first they call her by whatever his last name is. They didn't pay t- enough attention to write it down. And then she's like, call me es- Esmeralda. And so she doesn't respond until they're like, Esmeralda? <laughs> so that's something about Gilbert's mom. <laughs> it's, I, I really wish they went into more detail. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so then they have to call her Esmeralda. And they're just like, hey, can we, ha- 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 oh my God. <laughs> Can we hang out with Gilbert? And she's like, yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> so they go over to Kubot's house, and they're trying to get into the basement because that's where the supposed coffin is. And they, like, push their way into the basement. and somehow Through a window. Yeah, through a window. And somehow Gilbert ends up, like, hanging on by his legs, like, upside down, peeking like, into down the basement. Like, down into, like, you know those, like, basement windows, like, right above the ground? Yeah. Where you can, like, see, like, down into it? That's what he's hanging, like, down into. Yeah, and Amy and Marshall are, like, down. holding onto his legs to make sure he doesn't fall all the way in. And he's, like, looking around, and what does he see? Oh, a coffin. That's what they keep calling it. It's really a sarcophagus. A sarcophagus. <laughs> but they keep calling it a coffin for now until they learn more. So he says that that's there. And they're like, what? No way. We have to go check it out. And he's like, uh, no, no thanks. And so they're running away. And then Gilbert's like, wait, I lost my fucking glasses. We got to go back. <laughs> yeah. And then his friend, well, his friends are like fine with going back, but he's a one to. And they're like, well, we're not going to get your glasses for you, even though they want to go back. And I'm like, wow, those are <laughs> shitty friends, but. And they're like, well, how do we go in through the window again? But Amy's like, oh, my mom has a key because she's the realtor that we can steal from her. And then they're like, well, why did you hang me upside down from the window? And she's like, it's more fun. (laughs) Poor fucking Gilbert, man. (laughs) I relate because I am Gilbert. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we, uh, for a brief second, we cut back to the house. And in the moonlight, 
we see that this hand that's, like, hanging out of the coffin is moving. Yeah. And Spooky. There's, like, lightning for some reason, even though it's not storming or anything. And, yeah, that's happening. Uh, so, then they're back at the house. They just walk in through the front door. Um, and then Amy and Marshall go downstairs to get glasses and look at a dead person. And Gilbert decides just to stay upstairs, which is stupid. If you're in a horror movie, don't split up from your friends. You're dumb. Also, like, if your friends are, like, 13 and they're like, yeah, we're gonna go see this dead person, I'd be like, good luck getting traumatized, friends. (laughs) Please bring my glasses back. Uh, so, Gilbert starts noticing some noises upstairs. He gets really spooked. Well, and, Um, like, doors are closing on their own. I don't, there's no explanation for that. They just are, and he's scared. But at the same time, Amy and Marshall come back upstairs, and Gilbert's like, okay, it's just you guys. Well, it scares them, and then, all of a sudden, we look over, and here's the mummy. Here's the mummy. Like, Brendan Fraser. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) (laughs) If only Brendan Fraser was in this movie. It's true. Um, so then the three of them kind of get chased throughout the house by this mummy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of backing them into a corner when the mummy stops, notices a toilet, and then pees. Yeah, we hear it, <laughs> we hear, like, the trickle the entire time, and the kids don't think to, like, I don't know, maybe run while this is happening. Like, he doesn't have a heartbeat, he doesn't have lungs, but he has a full bladder. And somehow it has a way to... Get released. It. It's fine. You know. It's a children's movie. <laughs> I guess, I guess being, it was, might have been funny. It's funny, I guess. I, I wonder if they, like, in, like, the writer's room, they're like, okay, we're gonna market this to boys, and you know it's funny to boys? Peeing. Oh, peeing. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, so the mummy comes out, and he catches Gilbert, with, um, and then he raises him by his shirt with one hand, you know, like bullies do in the yeah, movies. It's, no, he's, like, way off his feet. It's kind of scary. <laughs> Um, and then he returns his glasses, and they're kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're friends now. And so then Marshall keeps saying, I'm gonna keep him, and they're like, he's not a pet. And then Marshall says something about, like, oh, I want to cut him open and dissect him. (laughs) Like, this is kind of a living thing right there. Um, so they're, like, trying to be careful with the mummy, like, just in case, you know, like, it is actually scary. But then Marshall's, like, watch goes off because, um, they had to get Gilbert back home by, like, 8.30 or something like that. And, um, the mummy, like, grabs his arm, and then he gets scared, and they're like, oh, like, I think the mummy is more scared of us than we are of it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, oh, he's a friendly mummy. He can be our friend. And he doesn't understand this newfangled technology, that's what I wrote, but also, I don't understand, because they start communicating with the mummy, but the mummy wouldn't speak English? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, the logic's a little off there, but that's fine, it's a Disney movie. We're not looking too deep into it, except that we are. <laughs> Um, so they leave him in the house until they figure out what to do, because well, they got it. Yeah, sorry, not to interrupt <laughs> you, but the mummy, like, they're like, oh, we gotta go, and the mummy's like, Aww. and he's like, I'm gone, <laughs> like, he, like, doesn't want them to go, and they're like, we'll be back tomorrow, and he's like, okay. He literally, like, mouths, like, mumbles, and it sounds like, okay. Like, like, if Patrick from Spongebob were to say okay. <laughs> but if, like, something was in his mouth when he tried to say it. Uh, so yeah, so they leave him in the house, and I'm just like, okay, what are we gonna do? Um, and the next day at school, like I said, they're discussing, Amy's like, we need to tell the cops, and Marshall's like, no, they're gonna take him and do experiments on him, and he's our friend now, and we can't let him do that. Yeah, I would just like to say, this is the first time we find out that Amy's name is Amy, <laughs> 25 minutes into the movie, but that's fine. Um, they bring up Ted, because like, you know, Ted's like a tall guy, and Marshall gets a little touchy. He's like, no, 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 Ted, no. Well, yeah, like, why would you tell your parents that you saw a mummy? They're just gonna think you're dumb and making stuff up, yeah. so... 
Um, also, this guy, this is a random, like, plot. Oh, this lady's be so angry. This little, like, kid, not little kid, the guy in their class comes up to Amy and, like, asks her out. And Amy just is like, no. And then <laughs> she said, they, like, asked her, like, oh, why'd you, like, turn him down? And she's like, he saw that Olsen twins movie twice. How can you respect a guy like that? Oh, my God. That'd be, like, my dream man. <laughs> Also, I looked at okay, so this was released in 1997, and I was trying to figure out what Olsen twins movie they could be talking about, besides, like, the little, like, shorts, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley, go on a hike, or whatever, like, the ones that are, like, released on VHS, but, like, actual movies. Mm-hmm. It was It Takes Two. It that would have been the movie they were talking about. It Takes Two is so good. Me and Maddie just watched that, like, a couple months ago, and it's still really Yeah, good. so fuck Amy <laughs> for, like, bullying this kid for liking the Olsen twins, like, everyone else in the 90s. Well, yeah, I think they include this so they can, like, talk about how, like, oh, Amy and Marshall, like, kind of like each other, because the whole Ugh. movie, they have this, like, thing where they're, like, being sarcastic and, like, mean to each other, but, like, in a flirty way. I thought it was annoying. Um, well, yeah, so <laughs> that's a thing. And then they're like, oh, maybe we should talk about the mummies some more after yeah. that interruption so amy's After like this poor olsen fan <laughs> tries to ask i, do, I just want respect for this little kid <laughs> so um they're like oh well i know someone who might know about mummies that's what marshall says they're yeah so they want to be able to like take care of their own ma- own mummies so they need to go research like what are mummies some details about mummies apparently they have not had social studies class so, <laughs> they don't know that they take the brain out through the nose. They don't know anything about mummies. The mummy wouldn't even have a brain. It would have been taken out through his nose. <laughs> well, he doesn't act very smart, so... <laughs> um, so they go to this spooky bookstore, and it's they, like... It's like a horror shop, like, kind of, like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I want to say, like, Wiccan, but not to, like, be disrespectful to Wiccans. <laughs> yeah, just... Yeah, just like spooky is the best word I would use to describe it. Um, And they walk in, and this guy falls on the floor with something sticking out of his bag. And then Marshall's like, okay, Bruce, like, you're not funny. That's not cool. And then Bruce gets up, and he's like, come on. Yeah, so we learned that Marshall is friends with the owner because of their shared interest in spooky things. Um, And Bruce is like an adult man, though. I always find it weird when adult men are friends with children, or just like adults in general. Probably shouldn't hang out with 12-year-olds frequently, but you know, it's fine. Also, he's not the same guy, but Bruce looks like the guy from Space Jam. So, just wanted to share that. Not the one who's Michael Jordan, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, Michael Jordan. (laughs) Um, okay, so he opens this, like, book of, I don't know, mummies. I I think it was, like, a volume. Well, well, yeah, they're like, oh, what do you know about mummies? And he's like, why do you know about mummies? And they're like, school project! Because that's the excuse for everything. And he's like, let me tell you about mummies. And he pulls out this, like, ginormous book with, like, a big, huge, like, fancy cover, spine, all this stuff. It's like an encyclopedia of, like, spooky monsters. Yeah, and so, yeah. Or maybe it's, like, an encyclopedia of, like, Egyptian culture. We don't really know. Yeah, we don't know. But they start, he starts, like, telling them things, blah, blah, blah. At one point he says, if you wake a mummy, they come after you with a vengeance. And so they're a little concerned about that because, like, the mummy did chase them. But they still think that, like, the mummy's on their side, their friend. So, uh, he goes on and says that, uh, the mummy can return from the dead with moonlight, but it must be returned to its sarcophagus by midnight on Halloween. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, or else he'll turn into a pillar of dust. Right. And then he, I don't know, he keeps talking, but they're all, like, looking at each other like, oh, we gotta get him back to his coffee. Oh, yeah, and his spirit will disappear forever. Yeah, um, also he says something about the Eye of Ra, which, like, isn't really that important, but Ra is the sun god. 
I know that because we got it right in trivia. So. <laughs> um, uh, so they bike back to uh, the the creepy house where they're housing the mummy, and then this kid comes up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this I this is my fa- I can't like get through this section without like saying the quotes. I was to say this is my favorite quote and I'm just going to say it now. So he comes up this whole conversation. He comes up and he's like, "Hey, you want to see me pick my scab?" <laughs> and then Amy says, "Go away, Leonard, and take your blanket with you." And then the kid says, "This isn't a blanket, it's a rag I carry it around in case I have to wipe up something." And I'm trying to do with my best impression of this little kid. Yeah, like, I think so they were funny. trying to make it seem like he had, like, a lisp or just, like, couldn't say all of his <laughs> sounds just, properly. He's like, yelling yet. at them. But he has, like, a fake New Jersey accent, basically. Well, and then Amy says, oh, yeah, right, and I'm not wearing a bra. I'm wearing a bulletproof vest. To which Gilbert responds, you're wearing a bra? Yeah, okay, <laughs> in this movie, they keep make, making Amy say these things that, like, why would a 12-year-old girl ever say this to her two guy friends? Like, they, it, it, it's a weird thing that they do, but, you know, it's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, and so, but they do find out from the little kid that the, that movers have been to the house and, like, the furniture's been taken away, and they're like, uh, uh-oh, um, so after that, we see that the mummy friend is, like, walking through town trying... Wait, 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 wait hold on. Okay. They, before this happens, uh, after they're, like, um, the truck came by and took all the stuff, they run inside, and they see Amy's mom is showing the oh, house. Yeah. And, uh, she says the basement was empty, so they're like, where did the mummy go? And that's when we cut to... Yeah. The mummy, um, he's walking through an ice cream fast food drive through. Yeah, he's walking through town, and he accidentally, like, steps on the thing that, like... M- that lets the people at the fast food place know that you're, like, at the window. And so he starts, like, And he's, like, trying, and they're, like, hi, like, welcome to whatever restaurant they're at. And he's, like, where's this voice coming from? From? From, because I don't know, technology. And anyway, he's, like, blah, 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 blah. And then the woman who's, like, working the window is, like, oh, so you want this, but blah, 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 blah. It's supposed to be, like, a joke. Like, oh, they know what he's trying to say. Ha, 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 ha. And he, like, walks and gets his food, just, like, walks away. He does not pay. No. For a mummy. <laughs> um, and I would really notice it. Notice the same because it's like the day before Halloween and everyone's just walking around in costumes for some reason. Yeah. Well, and he like goes to a park and is this when he sees like the little kid and the little kid's like, so. he's so ugly. Yeah. It's like, hey, don't say that about people. But he like, like never turns no. back to look at him. Um, so then he sees, <laughs> this is so awful. <laughs> he sees a hospital and he sees this guy in a wheelchair like coming out and this guy had something going on with his head where he's like his head is like wrapped up in gauze and the mummy's like oh, oh my people like me <laughs> I gotta go in there so the mummy like walks into the hospital also like how would he know that like I bet he like did they have mirrors back in ancient Egypt he would have been dead anyway once they wrapped him up but like didn't he know that he was gonna be mummified like wasn't oh, that I a guess. choice he made Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he just walks into the hospital. Walks into the hospital, and you can see that the, like, closing doors close on a little bit of his, like, gauze stuff, and so he's, like, walking around, and he's being unraveled as it happens, and... Uh, so he runs into a nurse who immediately thinks he's a uh, self... Uh, treated. Yeah, self-treated burn victim. <laughs> um, and they check his pulse, and he has no pulse, so they try to, like, revive him with a... Uh, with the AED... Or, what, yeah, what's it defibrillator. 
Defibr- yeah. I yeah. don't watch Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> don't spread that rumor. <laughs> um, so they keep trying to defib- defibrillate him. But it, he really doesn't like it. Well, yeah, and the whole time he's like, uh, He's just, uh, like, getting, like, and, shocks through his body. Yeah, and, like, none of them are like, oh, he's, like, moving and making noises. They just keep doing Yeah, even it. though he has, like, no heartbeat. <laughs> no one's concerned, so it's fine. Uh, so he kind of just, like, runs out of the hospital because he's like, what happened? <laughs> and apparently the nurses don't care to follow him no that's fine <laughs> um and the kids find him and he explains everything that just happened to him in grunts uh so they take him back to marshall's and he comes in and he's scared of all the spooky masks in his room as one should be because they're creepy as hell <laughs> Um, and so then mom comes in, she's like, oh, what's all this ruckus up here? And Marshall, not Marshall, um, but mommy just kind of, like, stands there, like, pretending to be one of his, like, spooky statues. Yeah, it works out well for him. Very lucky that his room is just a bunch of terrifying things. Yeah, and so they explain the noise as Amy clogging. So Amy has to clog. <laughs> yeah, and Marshall's like, oh, she'll show you her clogging. So they make Amy, like, start, like, and she's, I, I mean, okay, I guess I don't know the difference between clogging and tap dancing. I believe there is one, but she's basically just tap dancing. And um. <laughs> and so then the mom's like, oh, that was good. And then she's just like, okay, I'm going to leave. But she sees the mommy and she's like, oh, this one's new. It really scared me. Oh. <laughs> um, And then also, like, you know, the mummy has been dead for hundreds, thousands of years, maybe. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to pour Marshall's cheap-ass teen boy cologne on him. <laughs> they just cover him in Axe body And spray. I'm sure that covered it up <laughs> real well. Well, yeah, the mom's like, it smells in here. Clean up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so at that point, they decided to call the mummy Harold. Yeah, I don't know why. They think it's like, that's a oh, good... let's call him Harold. That's they it. <laughs> I don't know why that's a good name for him. Uh, and then Harold eats Marshall's goldfish. And then <laughs> he tries to. And then he turns on the radio. And he <laughs> all by myself is playing. And Harold is like, oh my fucking God, I love this song. <laughs> Which honestly, same. <laughs> but he's been dead. He wasn't alive when that song came out. I don't understand. Maybe he just heard it and he's like, oh my God, this is beautiful. <laughs> honestly, whenever I heard Celine Dion's version for the first time, I was the same way. <laughs> Yeah, so um, they start talking about how they need to get him back to his um, sarcophagus by tomorrow, by midnight, or by, yeah, by midnight, because it's Halloween. Um, So then they cut to these, like, mafia guys. (laughs) They've got, like, slick black hair, like, chains and black suits, and they're with Harold's coffin. Um, And all of a sudden, Mr. Kubot Kubot, um, uh, walks out of the shadows. He's not dead. And they're like, okay, we have this coffin. Where is the mummy? You promised this mummy. And he's like, it's not just he like got up and left. Like, what's going on? Um, and they're like, where is Harold? Yeah, because uh, they're illegally selling mummies yeah. somehow. <laughs> That's a very in-demand trade, I hear. Uh, so then we cut to Marshall looking out the window at his mom and Ted. And Marshall tells Harold about his skewed views of love and marriage since his parents got divorced. Yeah, I was like, he starts talking about divorce and is sad. And, like, all of his (laughs) friends' parents are divorced, and he's like, what's the point anyway? Like, you're all just gonna get hurt, and, um, Harold... (laughs) So, like, whenever Harold was in the hospital, he saw someone giving a sick patient flowers, (laughs) and he's like, oh... That means, like, they, like, care for them in his mind. So Marshall takes a plant, or Harold takes a plant that Marshall has, because, you know, all 12-year-old boys have plants in their rooms. Uh, he takes it, like, out of the pot, and he's like, 
here, Marshall. <laughs> Hope you feel better. Yeah, and Marshall just kinda like, like takes it and like sets it by his bed. And he's he's like, like, thanks, Harold. <laughs> um, yeah, so then Marshall is asleep and Harold is not because I guess mummies don't have to sleep when they sleep all of their lives except for when they come back to life. So he's like starting to play with Harold with Marshall's toys because he, I don't what know. What else is he gonna do? And he likes his scary things. First he's like playing with the mass and then he has one of his little like um slingshot shooter type things or whatever. And so he's like playing around with it and then he shoots it out the window. Yeah, there's like a ball on it that or like he takes a slingshot, he shoots the ball out the window. And he's and like, Harold's gotta go like, get the yeah. ball. He's like, I gotta go get it. <laughs> So he walks out in the middle of the night to go get the ball, but a random, I don't know whose dog it is. It might have been Marshall's dog. I don't know. Some dog has it in his mouth. Um, and he tries to get it back, so he follows the dog to the dog house. The dog goes inside the dog house, and Harold reaches inside and pulls out the ball, but the dog is still attached to the ball. <laughs> yeah, and so then they have this horrible scene where <laughs> where, the, where Harold is, like, the dog is attached to his arm, like, on his, like, gauze and stuff, and he's just, like, flinging him around in circles <laughs> as he's, like, trying to do But it's something. definitely, like, 90s CGI. Like, they're not, like, shaking a real dog. Well, yeah, no. It's, like... Like, almost, like, stop motion. Yeah, it's, like, spinning around, like, so fast that you know it's not real. Um, and then, all of a sudden, we see a bus go by, and it has an eye of raw on it. And Harold's like, oh, I know that. This is after the dog, uh, he ended up shaking the dog off his arm. Yeah, and so he starts, like, running after this bus, trying to see where it went. Um, I think this is a public transportation bus, and I don't know how late do public transportation buses run, and how late was this? I have no idea. Especially in, like, the middle of the suburbs. No, I, I have no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, because then, like, Marshall was asleep, but then he wakes up. Yeah, and it's still, like, the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, and he realized Harold is gone, so he immediately goes goes and gets Amy and Gilbert to help find him. Yeah, it's the middle of the night, like... Um, okay. So, <laughs> it's the middle of the night, and they're all, like, on their bikes, and they're like, where's Harold? Like, it's dead silent, like, everyone's asleep, these 12-year-olds are just, like, out and about, and Amy makes fun of Gilbert's pajamas, and she's, and then Gilbert's like, well, what about your pajamas? And then Amy says, I sleep in the nude. Yeah, and then Gilbert runs into a pole because he's, like, thinking about her naked, because he's, like, a teenage boy, like, still gross. But, like, why are they making Amy say these things? I don't know. She's um, 12 years old. Was anyone at 12, was any female, at, I mean, like, uh, yeah, any female at 12 years old sleeping naked? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we're just from conservative Midwest. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe we didn't live in liberal enough towns that all children were sleeping naked. I don't know. It was it was not necessary. But yeah, Amy also suggests that they split up so they can cover more ground trying to find Harold. Like it's the middle of the night. You're 12 years old on bikes. This is dangerous. You're gonna get kidnapped. Um, so anyway, they realize, they, um, ride up to me, to the museum, and they see that they have an exhibit on Egypt, and they're like, oh, that's probably where Harold went. So they just go inside this museum, no security, no alarms, unlocked, yeah. with all these ancient priceless artifacts inside. That's definitely how it would happen. <laughs> and they find Marshall in this tiny-ass exhibit. Harold. Harold. <laughs> um, Harold, Yeah. And Harold is looking at this other sarcophagus, which has his friend and possible lover. Yeah, um, I don't, oh, uh, Marshall starts reading one of, like, the little info tags or whatever, and they talk about this, like, high priest or something. They're talking about how, like, oh, he was celibate, but he, like, She was, like, the queen, and he was, like, his servant, and he, like, dedicated his entire life to her, but then they ended up, like, falling in love. But they, um, 
No one could, like, know about it. Um, anyway, they're talking about celibate. Well, he says that, like, the person was celibate. And um, Gilbert goes, what's celibacy? And then Amy goes, no, <laughs> no chicks. chicks. And then he says, oh, I could never do that. And then she said, you'll get used to it. Like, okay, damn, damn Amy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they just kind of, like, open the coffin. <laughs> yeah, Harold just, like, opens it up. Like, no problem. Um, and then they, we realize that they have matching necklaces. Harold has been wearing necklaces all time. Oh, I put amulets, because I felt oh. like that was, like, a fancy word. Hopefully that's not offensive. <laughs> and they're like, oh, they were definitely dating. I almost said fucking, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't a Disney movie. <laughs> so now the cops come, because they're like... Wait, 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 before that, sorry. <laughs> Um, there's, like, hieroglyphics on the wall that Harold starts just, like, reading, and then they're like, oh, he realizes that if we don't get him back to his sarcophagus by midnight, then he's gonna turn into dust. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so then the cops come, because kids broke into the museum at night, obviously, and they, like, start looking around, but I guess they're just horrible at their job, because (laughs) they're, like, hiding behind a pillar or something, and they don't get caught. Uh, so then the next day we see Amy and Marshall, and Amy is like, I am worried that you're not going to be able to let Harold go because you've become very attached. And Marshall says Harold is counting on him and he can't let him, can't let him down. No one has ever counted on Marshall for anything this big before at 12 years old. <laughs> and then Gilbert and Harold, like, come out of the house having a Nerf gun fight because they're, like, yeah. bonding their friends. Yeah, Gilbert's not scared anymore. <laughs> and the little kid comes back. Oh, my God. So this- Is that a mummy? <laughs> yeah, he said, that's a mummy. Cool. <laughs> and, okay, that was the ad that they used to play on Disney, like, a little trailer, like, little snippet that they played because I remember that so distinctly, <laughs> the little kid being like, Is that a mummy? Cool. That's a mummy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so then they're talking to the kid again, and he reveals that, or in so many ways, he reveals that Harold's uh, sarcophagus was taken away in this ice cream truck. Yeah, well, first of all, they're like, tell us everything you know about it. And he's like, uh, it had letters on it. They're like, what did it say? And he's like, I can't read. It's like, I don't know, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they figure out that it's an ice cream truck, because he's like, well, don't ask them for ice cream, because they said they don't have any. Yeah, and then they're probably like, oh, <laughs> why, why else would a small child ask a truck for ice cream? <laughs> right. Um, so they, like, they're going to go try and find it, but they're like, wait, we need to give Harold they some have, clothes. Yeah, they have to go to the factory that's, like, across town, and, like, well, we can't just take Harold through town, even though he walked through town yesterday, and no one thought this was weird. <laughs> so they take Harold, and they go to the store, and they dress him like John Travolta in, like, the <laughs> 70s. <laughs> He's wearing platform shoes and, like, this, like, suit and a like, hat. Like, wide-brimmed and a little, hat. Yeah, and a little, um, like, Scarf, ascot. ascot. Yeah. <laughs> um... So then they're walking across town, and they see a woman who's also dressed like she's from the 70s, and she's, like, making eyes at him. And then, I don't know, I guess he, like, pulls down his ascot or something like that, or, like, reveals his face, and she's like, ah! Yeah. So scary! Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get to the factory. Well, and- first of all, there's a little comedy that happens. They go on their bikes, and they're gonna, like, bike to the factory. Oh, yeah, I skipped that. <laughs> Harold, Harold, like, they're all getting on their bikes, and Harold doesn't have a bike because he's a mummy. So there's, like, this little children's girl's bike with little, like, frilly things in a basket. And it's has, so funny because well, big men don't ride little girl well, bikes. Well, he's, like, seven feet tall, and they yeah. gave him the smallest bike, so. Uh, so they get to the factory. Marshall just sneaks in somehow, and he sees the mafia talking to Mr. Kubot about finding Harold. Um, even though he told everyone to stay behind, Harold followed him in, and Harold ripped one part of his bandage on a pipe, so they have, like, that little piece that's hanging behind. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so they have to get Harold back into his sarcophagus, but they can't let the mafia see him or else they will take him and sell him to the black market. (laughs) Yeah, I would just like to say Mr. Kubot faked his own death because he was in financial trouble, but, um, this is a Disney movie. Like, why are they talking about faking your own death in a Disney movie? I just thought that was strange. (laughs) And his goons are, like, talking to him. That's what I kept calling them, his goons. Uh, so one of the mafia members sees, uh, the four of them biking outside, this giant-ass mummy biking outside, and they see the bandage that Harold left, and they figure out, like, what's going on. They're like, oh, that's, that's where the mummy is. Mm-hmm. So they all end up going to a party, because it's Halloween It's like night. a Halloween carnival or something like that. Yeah, and Because so- they have to find Bruce, because he has a truck and a license <laughs> yes. that can, um... Uh, drive Harold and his giant-ass coffin back to the museum. Yeah, and so, for some reason, at this party, when they're, like, have limited time, they need to find the coffin and get Harold to it. Amy and Marshall decide to have a moment about divorced parents. <laughs> and it's never, like, flat-out revealed that Amy has divorced parents, but, well, like, she's from just like, the conversation. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, if you want to talk about it, just, like, let me know. I know it can be hard or whatever, so. Um, they all get costumes before, uh, like, going, like, officially inside to the carnival, and so, like, Marshall just has, like, a mask. Amy puts on, like, Princess Leia buns. And Gilbert has a feather boa and sunglasses. And they're like, who are you? And he says, Dennis Rodman. I don't know that He was this former basketball player who, I don't even know. He just, like, kind of went crazy. And he wears these, like, elaborate clothes. But they're, like, essentially costumes. And he had lunch with King Jong-un a couple years ago. It was, it's weird. Yeah, that, that reference just right over my head. But, like, it would go right over the heads of anybody watching that, too. Maybe so. it was for, like, the parents who had to sit there and watch. I guess so, but, um, yeah, so... Oh, and what, the part where she offers her friendship to Marshall, I said, Amy isn't a bitch for once in her life. <laughs> um, so they find Bruce, and they're like, Bruce, uh, we were lying to you before. We found a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... Uh, yeah, they went inside to go get Bruce. Uh, Gilbert and Harold were left outside, um, and Gilbert left to go get a soda for a hot minute, but Harold hears all by myself, and he's like, I cannot resist this song, and he goes inside the carnival, and he's just kind of, like, walking through the crowd, like, all by... I'm not gonna say <laughs> Well, yeah, that's happening, but while he's, like, heading inside, the goons come up, and they see him, and they're like, we gotta go get him! So he, like, goes inside and he starts dancing and this person dressed as Cleopatra comes up and she's like, where have you been all night? I've been looking for you. We need to dance. Well, yeah, because he thinks that he found, like, probably her friend. That's probably how his friend, his lover, dressed or whatever. And she's very aggressive. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, we're gonna go dance. (laughs) And so they're dancing and apparently, like, Ev- like, 50% of the people here are dressed as mummies. <laughs> I don't get that. That would be, like, a horrible costume, because, like, what do you have to do in the bathroom? I don't know. I've never been a mummy. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't either, but I... So, yeah, the mafia mummy. goes around and starts unmasking every mummy they see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then this woman comes up who thinks that Cleopatra is dancing with her husband, who is also a mummy. Um, and this woman is like, no, this is my date. And Harold's kind of like, uh... But then, like, her husband comes up, and he's like, hun, that's not me. And then Cleopatra was like, well, who are you? And then they start to unmask Harold, and then his face is so grotesque that they all start screaming. Mm -hmm. Um, So then they all, the kids and Harold, all go inside the fun house that Bruce was um, uh, 
at the front door. <laughs> Managing. Managing, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so they go through the front, go through the fun house, and then they, like, leave out the back. And so Harold blocks the door as all the kids leave with Bruce. Yeah, the goons are chasing them this entire time, and Harold sacrifices himself because he wants the kids yeah, to, like, he's get like, away. Yeah, Harold couldn't, he was blocking the door, and he couldn't leave with the kids, or else the goons... I guess would come. I guess Harold isn't fast enough to get to the truck. Probably not. <laughs> but then, like, they would all, like, get caught and get in trouble or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they drive away as Marshall dramatically screams, No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And but, the mafia catches Harold. Yeah, so I said, first of all, they should not be alone with this grown-ass man, but okay. <laughs> um, and then Gilbert talks about how he's too scared to go and, like, try and help Harold because of, like, all the horrifying things that have happened tonight. And, like, for once, they, like, kind of listen to him, and they're like, it's okay, Gilbert. Like, yeah. They're like, <laughs> for once, they're not like, hey, stop being a bitch. They're just like, <laughs> okay. Being a little bitch, Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so this is whenever Marshall, they're in the car, and Marshall convinces them that they need to go help Harold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Bruce agrees because he says, well, if, you, if you're gone, then that, there goes my entire business. <laughs> so Bruce is like, well, I should probably save you so that I can keep running my business. Pretty much. So they drive back to the factory. Um, they create a diversion because Bruce just has a bunch of his store products in store. Uh, Amy comes out with, like, a fake eye, like, dropping from her face. Um, let's see, Bruce body slams this mafia guy. Yeah, no, and then the three of them just take down these, like, Yeah. These well, there's only, like, one guy, but I don't know, <laughs> somehow they got him. <laughs> um, and they're sneaking in while this deal is going down with the black market. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Marshall finds Harold chained to a pipe as Amy and Bruce... I don't know where, what these notes say. Amy and Bruce try to... Oh, I guess, um... Yeah, they were trying to start start a diversion, or start a fire. Yeah. Um, and, like, get the water going, but Bruce ended up falling from the pipe. Oh, yeah. Well, he has, like, a, a match up to, like, the little fire. Um, like the sprinklers. Yeah, the sprinkler things. Does that actually work? Has anybody ever been to somewhere where that happens? Because <laughs> I don't know. Um, so the mafia guys uh, chase uh, Amy and Bruce while Marshall breaks free Harold. Um, but then they're, then they, um, get to the sarcophagus. Sorry. I feel like I have to burp. (laughs) They get to the sarcophagus, sarcophagus, but then Mr. Klubar, uh, meets Marshall and Harold there. And it's revealed that Klubar faked his own death because, for tax evasion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's like, and he was going to, um, sell his artifacts at the end of his life. But if he died, or no, because the IRS is going to take all of his artifacts, um, to pay all the taxes. But if he died, then he could take the artifacts and sell them quicker, and get money. Yeah, well, okay, but it's also stupid because they just want to get him to his coffin so he doesn't turn to dust because he can sell them, but he's going to turn to dust so then he can't sell them. But anyway, um, Kubats is, like, all annoyed the entire time. He's, like, explaining his evil plan, and they're like, what are we going to do? Yeah, so Amy and Bruce come in with the mafia, and they're like, oh, we're caught, we're stuck. But all of a sudden, Gilbert crashes the car through the wall, and the ceiling crashes in on the mafia. Yeah, because Gilbert's been in the car this entire time, because he's like, I'm too scared. But look, Gilbert he's like, comes I'm brave to save now. the day. <laughs> um, and then Klubar holds them at gunpoint. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> um, but then it's fine, because Harold literally, like, picks him up and throws him. 
Um, I also wrote Amy confesses her crush to Marshall because she almost got yeah, shot. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, I thought we were gonna die. And she's like, Marshall? And he's like, what? And then there was like nothing. <laughs> Stupid forced straight relationships in movies. We don't need that. <laughs> uh, so they take Harold uh, back to the museum because after he threw Klubar, they, they were free to escape. <laughs> Kubats, but... Kubat. Oh, why do I... Oh, I guess I wrote Klubar at the end. I don't know. <laughs> um, so then Harold decides to resurrect his lover with their necklace. Yeah. <laughs> I said he wakes up his mummy queen. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get into their coffins, their sarcophaguses, and they hold hands. They have a little moment. Yeah. Um, um, Marshall says goodbye, and so do the others. It's very emotional. Mm-hmm. And Harold decides to give Marshall his necklace. Uh, and then the coffins are closed, and they dead. For now. <laughs> <laughs> they back asleep. Um, so then, that's all done and tied up. Uh, loose ends are... <laughs> right. So we don't know what happened to Mr. Kubot, if the IRS ever caught up to him, if anyone knows that he faked his death. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, but the next scene we see is Marshall's in his room, and he's packing up his scary stuff. And so, like, Mom comes in, and she's like, oh, like, what are you doing? I thought you loved this stuff. And he's like, oh, I just feel like I outgrew it. <laughs> now that he's actually met a real-life mummy, he's like, these are dumb. <laughs> and his mom asks, um, if, I guess she, like, finally asks, like, are you okay with Ted? Mm-hmm. And Marshall says, um, they should get married. He's like, do you love him? And she's like, well, yeah. And then he's like, well, you should get married. Yeah, you should get married. People who love each other should be together. <laughs> Nothing in their way. Yeah, so it turns out Harold and his lover changed Marshall's views on love. <laughs> and this is where I had, like, Harold and Ted being played by the same person. <laughs> like, what if that's, like, a parallel they have? Oh, look at her. <laughs> Um, so then Gilbert is at, or Gilbert comes into his room, he's picking up Marshall for a movie, and he's like, oh, by the way, I invited Amy. And Marshall starts freaking out, he's like, he's like slicking back his hair and putting on cologne and making, or picking out, or putting on better clothes. Um, and Amy shows up at the, up at the door, and it's weird for a second, they just like kind of stare at each other. Well, yeah, and he's like, oh, that's a nice dress. And then, because it's like awkward, he's like, my aunt was buried in one like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they start insulting each other, and it's normal again. Ha ha ha, and then the three friends walk off to the movies together. They're going to see Warthead 4 again. <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. <laughs> um, after the credits roll, this was still like rolling, so I saw it. The last credit is Mummy Entertainment Inc., <laughs> so did you look it up no that's just no at the the end credits roll and that's the last thing on it just says mummy entertainment inc is it like a company i think it's just like a joke oh oh yeah it's a joke <laughs> yeah i just i just put, took note of it because i thought it was funny oh is it something like no mummies were harmed in the making of this film i guess i don't know i just wrote it down because i saw it <laughs> So, uh, um, Elizabeth shared her favorite quote. My favorite It's a quote. rag! <laughs> I used to get to wipe up something. Sorry, go. <laughs> My favorite quote, quote is, Marshall, he's saying, settle down. Why are you so afraid of everything? And then Gilbert says, I can't help it, Marshall. I'm not like you. And um, I just relate to that a lot because my entire life, everyone's like, stop being so scared. And I'm like, I can't. I cannot. I'm so sorry. Also, all my friends love scary movies. And I don't. I don't I wouldn't like say them. love. Okay, well, you don't count. Like, all of our other friends very much enjoy scary movies. And I don't. There are movies that I will not see. 
And so every time we hung out, like in high school, everyone'd be like, "Let's put on a scary movie." They'd be like, "Let's put on The Conjuring," and I'm like, "Bitch, do you want to get possessed tonight?" Because I don't. Well, okay, I was also like a little bitch, even more than I am now back then. And like, even when we watched like Danny Darko, not Danny, Danny, Donnie Darko, I'd be like a little scared. But now I like Donnie Darko. Yeah, like the first couple times I saw it. The first couple times. Listen, I don't like the creepy bunny. It's not my favorite thing. He was in a stupid bunny suit, and then he's like, why are you in that stupid human suit? <laughs> it's so stupid. Sorry, I thought it was scary. Listen. <laughs> Not even when we watch, like, stupid-ass horror movies. Okay, well, if they're stupid, it's like, okay, but I don't like jump scares. Elizabeth likes jump scares. I love jump scares. I don't. I don't like being scared. That's not something I enjoy, because I'm scared of everything all the time, so I don't need any more extra scariness in my life. See, I like, like, the big, like, classic horror movies. Like, I just saw the new It. Um, I like... Like, Halloween and Friday the 13th. Uh, I've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, but I do not fuck with exorcisms. Well, yeah, no. No one should. I <laughs> will watch Jordan Peele's horror movies. and Even though you're terrified of them. Oh, yeah. I'm so scared. <laughs> well, you're well, not as scared out. of Get Out. Yeah, but... no, Get Out is not as scary. But Us was <laughs> scary. If you tell me Us is not scary, like... No, you're wrong. I don't care. I mean, like, it was, but I thought it was fun. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to hear that music tonight when I try to go to bed, so that's Work fine. Time. I got five on it. Not that. <laughs> I'm Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone, for this little um, side conversation we had. I'm sure you're waiting for Well, because, our- like, I feel like people either, like, love scary movies or they hate scary movies. And there's not a lot of people like me who are, like, you're, I'm, like, on, like, the, the higher side of in-between, you're, like, on the lower side of in-between. I like the least amount of scary. Like, I like something <laughs> to have, like, a little bit of scary. Like, I can do, like, okay, I can do kidnapping movies. That doesn't scare me that bad. Or, like, uh, people breaking in and, like, murder, that kind of thing doesn't affect me as much well, as, Well, those, like, those are more just, like, suspense. Those aren't, like, qualified. Yeah, as yeah, like, I like suspenseful, but I don't like, I don't like horror movies. I also don't fuck with vampires. <laughs> Yeah, Elizabeth's scared of vampires, okay? I'm not scared of vampires. <laughs> Y'all just wait till we get some mom's got a date with the vampire. It's gonna it's gonna be a time. <laughs> um, I saw a tweet th- the other day that was like everybody had a Twilight phase. Either you love Twilight or you were very anti-Twilight. Either way, you had a Twilight phase. I was very anti-Twilight. You but it wasn't because it wasn't phase. because I was scared of the tw- I was not scared of the Twilight vampires. I just thought it was dumb. <laughs> mm, sounds like fake to me, but whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, to our rating and ranking now. Uh, do we have the list? Can we pull up the list? Uh, I don't have it. Can you pull it up? Yeah, I think he sent it to me. Yeah, I wrote mine down this time with, like, a line of what was above and below. So, like we said, we're not gonna, like, go through all of them now because this is already the fifth, and so we don't need to, like, go through all of them when we get, uh, like, a lot. So, um, out of five, what would you give this? Um, I don't know. I've given everything a two and a (laughs) 2.5. Um, I mean, like... I don't know, I never watched it as a kid, and I feel like it was definitely meant for children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not, like, one of those, like, kid movies that I, like, really enjoy. I thought, like, most of it was dumb. I don't know, I think I'd probably give it, like, a 2. Yeah, I give it a 2.5. I think, for me, I did have a little bit more of, like, the sentimental, like, oh, this is, like, kind of fun or whatever. But I also like it because I think Disney, like, DCOMs at their finest are a lot of times Halloween movies because they mm-hmm. just do that well. And so I think this was, like, the beginning of that. And I yeah, think that that they haven't hit their stride yet. Well, yeah. We're not into Twitches or Halloween Town. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so I give it a 2.5 out of 5. And as far as rankings goes, I put this at number 2. 
Really? So, yeah. So, Wish Upon a Star is above this. Susie Q is below this. and I think I put this at middle. number three. So, mine would go Wish Upon a Star, Northern Lights, Under Wraps, Paper Bur- Fuck. <laughs> Paper Brigade, <laughs> and then Susie Q. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where we are with that. Next week, we go back to not a DCOM. Um, we're doing my date with the president. I'm so excited. This is the first one that I've seen, and the song is begging. There's no um, original song for this movie. I guess unless I'll you want to say I'll buy myself. <laughs> I mean, you can't say anything bad about that song, I don't think. It's great. I wonder who originally sang that I mean, song. I only know the Celine Dion one. Yeah, it's very, it wasn't Celine Dion in the movie. No, it was a man. <laughs> um, it's very meme-worthy. Like, a lot of commercials and stuff use it, but I still thought it was, like, fun, fine. Yeah, yeah. it's a fun um, song. Yeah. So, we kind of mentioned this in the beginning, but not all of the movies you watch are going to be DCOMs. We're including ones that were um, the Wonderful World of Disney original movies as but well. But it's, like, in everyone's mind, you only watch these movies on Disney Channel. Yeah, you watch them on Disney Channel. That's where they played, so we're including them because they're important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Will Friedel. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week with my, president, my date like. with the president's daughter. And, yeah, that's it. We out. Bye.